Welcome to the iSoftPole Main Course Podcast, where we get straight to the point, the meat and potatoes. Now let's dig in. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Bob Lettuce. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. So what's happened in the industry recently over the last uh, two to three years is COVID, okay? So we've always uh, had a certain process where a customer wants to buy a car and they go down to the dealership and they spend four or five hours at the dealership uh, looking at cars, test driving cars, hearing sales pitches, uh, as we call it, the, you know, they go through the four-hour beatdown. They go for a ride in the car. They'll and- do the test drives, etc. So 99% of the shopping experience was at the showroom, at the dealership. You never even saw the car until it, you got to the showroom. It, until you got to the showroom. Nobody read up on it. Nobody really researched anything. They may have saw a TV ad or uh, something in the newspaper uh, right. back in the day. Well, that's completely changed today. And it was actually, and it was really driven and expediated by COVID. So today, right now, uh, depending on which source you go by, anywhere between 80 to 90% of the car process today is done online. Mm-hmm. The consumer is still going down to the dealership to consummate the deal. Yeah. Only about, uh, depending on again, which source you talk to, about two to five percent, uh, and it's leaning more to the two percent, uh, is actually people are actually buying the car online. Okay. But 80 to 90 percent of the process is done, is done online. Yeah. Okay? I remember like, so when it's I was a major buy, shift. I was going to buy a car. I even recently now about to buy a car because we're having another baby, as I was telling you. Right. I'm going to the dealership with the car already picked out. Correct. I already know the model. Correct. Maybe I just want the different configurations, ask some specific questions on do I want the leather or do I want this or. Right. But 90% of it's done online. 90% of it's all done online. And why? Because we live with a cell phone in our hands today. All right. Whether you're young or old, doesn't matter. You just pick up your phone, you Google something, you can find out whatever you want. All right. And now you've got all kinds of sites on there that tell you how to buy a car, what to do, you know, how to negotiate. Pretty much the sheet has been ripped off the dealer as far as what his profits are, what his prices are, what his policies are, you know, how they sell. So the consumer, if you're a smart consumer, you already know all of that. You're already told what to ask, what to look out for, uh, you know, and, and already have an idea of what you need to do by the time you get to the dealership. Yeah. But these websites that are out there, these digital re- retailing websites, allow you to pick, shop, get features, have everything ready, and all you could really almost negotiate your price down to the penny if you're able to softball yeah. and pre-qualify yourself. So in the old days, what, what did pre-qualify mean five years ago? What did pre-qualify mean 20 years ago? Pre-qualify meant giving as much, inter, uh, as much information as you could to a dealer on a phone or on a website so that they could what? Give you no answers and tell you to come down to the store. For what? Your four-hour beatdown. Yeah. Okay? It was a joke. And that's what pre-qualification got a bad name for itself because it, you weren't really pre-qualifying anything. Yeah. It was a trick. You're just getting a good sit. So it, that's speak. all it was. You felt good at the beginning because... It said, quickly pre-qualify yourself. And Answer what would you get? Answer some questions. You'd get a and, long form. Yeah. They'd want all kinds of personal information. 
if you wouldn't give it to them, now you've coughed up your, your uh, phone number and you've coughed up your uh, address and you've coughed up your email. And what were you doing? You were, you were getting now inundated with messages and spam mail and things. Yeah. So now what we've gone through over the last two years with COVID is a, is a re-education as to what pre-qualification really means. And how would you define that now? And what pre-qualification is exactly what it says. Getting pre-qualified instantly with just a name and address. We're telling consumers all the time because of fraud, do not give up personal information. Do not give out your social security number, your date of birth, any kind of banking information online. Why? Because it can easily be hacked and stolen. Identity theft is happening more and more. In the mortgage industry, let's take that for an example. Okay, if you were to buy a house right now, you could not even get a realtor to talk to you unless you were what? Pre-approved. Pre-approved. They will not even talk to you unless you're pre-approved because they want to know who they should team you up with. Why? To make a happier experience. Right? Yeah. Okay. When you go in to buy a house... You don't play the games that you play in the auto industry or we're playing in the auto industry where you go through the 40 questions yeah. and a four-hour beatdown before you even get to buy a car. Yeah. In the mortgage industry, they already know you're pre-approved. They've already put the proper sales rep with you. They'll be able to go research houses that you could afford so that we're not wasting time. And the experience, for the most part, is pretty pleasant. Yeah. And it ends happily. And that way, the, the, the consumer who's buying the house is looking at the appropriate house, the amount that they are pre-approved for. Exactly. You're pre-approved for $600,000. we are going to look at $600,000. What, what's the biggest fear in the auto industry, which all dealers hate, is that I just spent four hours with this person because I asked him 40 questions, a lot of arm twisting, okay? Uh, Car and, rides. And, and-, and what happens? Most of the time, most people don't know what their credit score is. And if they do, I don't want to tell you because I want to buy an expensive $50,000 car. Because in my mind, that's what I think I want or I need. And reality comes when you told, tell someone that I have an 800 credit score and I find out that you have a 610 credit score, now what? The bubble bursts. Yeah. And now you can't maybe get the Cadillac Escalade. And I have to what? Bait and switch. And usually that ends in failure for the car dealer because the consumer gets mad because they thought they were going to get the Cadillac Escalade. And now they have to get a used car because their credit is damaged. They could probably still have purchased it, but their payment's going to be $1,200 well, or $1,300 a month. Expectations are different when you walk in. If I have expectations that I want to buy an expensive car like a, a, an Escalade, but I'm pre-qualified properly, knowing what my purchasing power is up front, then if I'm the dealer, I will have a sensible conversation with the consumer and say, you might not be ready for the Escalade today, but I can get you into a nice, mid-size, good quality car today that's with an affordable payment that you can afford. And if you pay that over the next two to three years, I can get you into the Escalade. Or you might even be able to say, we can get into the Escalade, but it's got to be a lease, right? Or something like that. It, it gives them alternatives. 
okay? But what you don't want to do is get them down, what we've been doing is get them down there and, and ask the 40 questions and things. So what pre-qualifying is today and where the commercials are out there today, the education, even from the who? The lenders, okay? It's with what a pre-qual is. All you need to do is give up your name and address. That's what a consumer should be looking for. If, if, uh, if a advertisement or a website that they're going to is asking for more than a name and address, then they're shopping at the wrong place. Yeah. Now, those websites may ask for a phone number or an email address so that they can contact you. But the only thing you really need to give up is that name and address. And I'll give you a perfect example of a commercial that's done wonders in the industry recently, educating consumers on what pre-qualify is, and that's Cap One. They're the credit card. Cap One was out there with a commercial with the uh, comedian from Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. uh, the TV I show. I think I remember this, but go ahead. And it, uh, uh, it had a commercial where the daughter tells the father that she's going out to buy a car. And he comes over at like midnight, real late at night, panicking, saying, I, you can't go out there. They're going to have you pull a credit report. It's going to damage your credit. They're going to ask for your personal information, social security number, and I'm coming to save the day. All yep. right. And the daughter answers the door and says, Dad, stop worrying. I was pre-qualified. Sure. They pulled my credit, but it didn't affect my credit score. I didn't have to give up any personal information. So this education, while it was a commercial for a credit card, the education now is telling a consumer what they should be looking for, what they should be doing. Yeah. To be able to what? Speed the process, create a friendlier process, and create a more accurate process. That's what you should be doing today with pre-qualify. And it can be done in a second. So we talked about, you know, the benefits of it. So let's, let's assume a dealer does get set up with soft pulls okay. and they've adopted it on their website. Right. Is that enough? Or how, do you, how does your company fully adopt soft pulls, well, fully integrate it in your deal? What we do is this. We try to educate everybody that soft pulls should be pulled any time you touch a customer or a prospect. Dealers' prospects do not come from one location. They come from multiple locations. They're coming through a BDC center, call center. They're coming from online through a digital application, possibly. They're coming through the store, the showroom. They're coming through the service department. They're coming from many areas. Yeah, even on chat, right? Chat, Facebook, Twitter. They're coming all over the place. So what we tell everybody is this. Most people started with SawPull online. Okay, because it was easy. COVID gave us that push. We elim- during COVID, we eliminated the face-to-face for a year or so, depending on which state you were in. So what, the, what digital retailing helped us with is allowed people to go online and still look, still shop, still look at features and prices and things like that. And SawPull was utilized there to what? Pre-qualify people and speed the process. And customers embraced it. Customers loved it. Now what we're trying to tell dealers is start using it in the service department. Why would you use SawPull in the service department? Yeah, that's interesting. Why? Because 50% of the people in the service department did not buy the car from the dealer. Yet they serviced their car there. They're a happy service customer. Well, guess what? 
The 50% of the people that bought the car, I know everything about you because you bought the car from that dealer. But those people that have been coming for year after year to service their car there, I don't know anything really about them. I don't know when they're ready for another car. But if I soft pull them, guess what? Joe that's been coming to my service department, I could see that Joe could be an equity customer. Why? Because I look now, I'm able to see that when Joe bought his cars, he had a low credit score. And Joe's paying double-digit interest rate on his current credit card. Well, what do we do if that was the mortgage industry? Refi, right? We refi them. That's what we're doing in the auto industry. If I pick up on the phone and I say, hey, Joe, you're driving a Toyota Corolla right now, and you have a car payment of $450. I can get you into a Toyota Camry at $400. Who wouldn't want to do that? It's the same thing that happens with a house refi. Who wouldn't want to lower their payment and not have any money come out of their pocket? Yeah. You see? So in the service department, that's a great way to do it because it's a valued customer. They like your store. They've been coming to your store for service. Here's a great way to find opportunities for buying. You've loved my service so much. Let me sell you a better car, yeah. get you into a better situation. Here's another thing in the service department. They may be on a five-year, seven-year loan. They've got six months left in their loan. Immediately, I want to call that customer and say, hey, you've got this car. What about now when your loan's up, we can get you right into a newer car, better model or a different brand? Because I have, might have multiple brands at my store. So there's all kinds of ways in the service department. We can now turn your service department into a selling department. Okay. Would you rather, if I was an auto dealer, would I rather get that person coming into my store for an oil change? Or would I rather sell them a $40,000 car? I think you'd rather sell them a car. I think I'd rather sell them a car because I'm still going to get the oil change. That's right. And because he's a happy service customer. So we're using it online, right. capturing leads. We're using it in the service department. What about the BDR department, the guys banging phones? Absolutely. One of the biggest problems with... Uh, business development centers and people trying to generate leads from within the store is they're working off databases. Well, most dealers will have 40,000 names in a sales database or they'll have 40,000 names in a service database. What information do they have on these people? Just a phone number probably or some phone light, number, light email address and a name and address. What does that tell me? Okay. So how do I make a distinction when I call those people from my business development center. I'm using what? Generic messaging. Hey, we're the best dealer in town. Hey, we're the, we got the most cars. Hey, we've got the best service department. That's the same message that everybody gives. There isn't a dealer in town that's not going to say they're, they're the friendliest, that it's the best experience, and they've got the best service team, and they've got the best sales team. Sure. Isn't that what everybody says? That's what they're going to say. Nobody advertises we're the worst. Right. Right. So when you're in a BDC center now and you're utilizing soft pull products, what if I were to tell you that those 40,000 names in your database, I could give you now every person with a live credit score or a full credit report, all the credit information that you would need, their FICO score, their interest rate, their payment, their payoff, their term, their loan information, all the information you need, Mr. Dealer, to make a more educational phone call email, 
text message, instead of now shotgunning a generic message, you can detail that message to that individual. Do you think that individual might pay attention a little more when you're talking exactly about my needs and not just a generic message? Sure. See, so this is where now we're empowering. What is the one, no matter what business it is, what do we say? Knowledge is power, right? Whether it's politics or business or whether it's just education, knowledge is power. The more knowledge I could put in the hands of the dealer's salespeople, the more educated and the quality of the call goes higher. Okay? And that's what we're trying to do with Softball. And guess what? It doesn't harm the consumer in any way. So it's a positive. We're not hurting the consumer. We're actually helping the consumer. Because the messaging that we're delivering is quick, easy, simple, and they love it. So if I'm a dealer, when you're reps, when when we're talking to these dealers, have all dealers adopted this? Or what do you think the adoption rate is? And the point is that I'm trying to get at is, is the dealer next door to you doing this? And what kind of competitive advantages does it present that you've seen? when your company is doing it and maybe the guy next door is or isn't. Right? It's, it's a major competitive advantage for the guys that are using it. And I'll give you an example. There's about 15,000 franchise dealers out there, give or take, okay? Only, I would say only a third of them at the most is using just a simple web app, a lead engagement tool, uh, that will create customer engagement online and deliver like a, a, a pre-qualified lead. Mm-hmm. Only a third of the industry is doing that. The, Let alone adopting the whole deal. Forget right? about talking about showroom service, business, you know, BDC <laughs> yeah, center, yeah. utilizing live credit data up front in the process. Okay. Only a third is just using the simplest, uh, simplest uh, web apps out there. We've got a lot of these digital retailing tools. Not every dealer has a digital retailing tool. How could you be in 2000, uh, you know, 2022, you know, right now and not have a digital retailing tool on your site? Yeah. Even if it's just a simple lead gen app. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's education. Dealers are still learning about this. They're still trying to figure out how and who do I buy the right product from? Okay. And uh, so, The key is they get scared a lot of times by sticker shock. They go to the wrong vendor and they're finding out that they didn't want to pay $3,000, $5,000 for some type of digital tool when they could turn around and find the same identical thing for $500. So again, it's education on the dealer's part and getting to the right vendor that can help them. Mm -hmm. So what we try and do is continually educate. And the term that we're using now is this, because this is what's been going on in the industry for the last 40 years. Credit has always been at the bottom of the funnel, okay? The, one of the most important things we could have from a factual piece of evidence, okay, that we could work with is a credit report. There's no games with that. It's actual factual information that we could use. And when do we use the credit report? At the end of the sales process when the car's already been sold. Yeah. The customer's already gone through the process. So what we're doing now is saying, no, we're going to switch this. And the term we use is credit first versus credit last. We've been doing credit last for all these years. And and 90% of businesses are. I would say 
95% of it are still doing credit last. Exactly. So now what we're doing is, is we're moving it to the top of the funnel. Now you can get factual information. You know their exact FICO score, their interest rate on their current loans, payment, payoff, term, loan information, how many times late they've been. So you get a good picture of that consumer up front. And what's that going to do? It's going to speed the process. It's going to make the process easier. And what? Reduce friction. Because why is the auto industry hated? We're right up there with politicians and we're right up there with attorneys, right? Yeah, Those are the three worst so. industries, right, that, that consumers hate. Right? Why? So. Because we purposely go out of our way to create friction in our process. And what SawPull is doing is eliminating the friction up front by giving you the live credit information on that person instantly without damaging their credit. Because what would happen when a, a dealer pulls a hard credit report on somebody up front? We've actually hurt their credit. Yeah, it's going to place an inquiry on it. It's going to put an inquiry on it. It's going to drop that credit score. So if you're a subprime customer, that's the last thing you want happening. Now, if you've got a credit score that's 840. It's whatever. That's okay. You can afford anything. It drops it a couple of points. It didn't kill you. Yeah. Okay. But, but most people aren't today. Okay, most particularly coming out of COVID when people had to leverage themselves so much and credit card debt and they're behind on bills. I mean, credit scores have got to be dropped significantly just in America as a whole. Exactly. When people said you cannot work anymore. Yeah. And that's why. So now what we're trying to do is get the auto industry to embrace credit first versus credit last. They did in the mortgage. It's worked wonderful for them. Makes the process easier. Makes the process simpler. If you were to go buy some furniture. Yep, they do it. Get pre-qualified. You get pre-qualified for furniture. That's why they give you 24 months free, mm-hmm. no payments yep. you know, out there, right? Because they know you're going to pay, okay? They do it with timeshares. They do it with all kinds of other things. Credit card industry is doing it. Why do you think you get all these credit card notices in the mail? Because they pre-qualified you, okay? So they're doing it in these other industries successfully, and the consumers appreciate it. We couldn't do it in auto years ago. Why? We didn't have the software. We didn't have the security. We just weren't a compliant industry. Yeah. But that changed. Okay. That changed around 2010. And for that, the government approved Sopples for our industry now. Now it's an education, not only to the consumer, but it's an education to the dealer that we have this advantage. We have this advantage now. And guess what? It integrates into the current software you have so that the dealer doesn't have to go out and buy new software. They just turn the switch on in their current software. Awesome. And that's a big benefit to them. Well, Bob, thanks for joining us here on the iSoftPull main course podcast. And we look forward to having you again. Great. Thank you. I'd love to be here again. Cheers. Thanks Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the main course for straight to the point business insights.